Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. You're listening to the Deeply Graphic Design Cast, the show about all things design, from the creative side to the business side and all points in between. Follow the show on Twitter at Wes McDowell. Want the gang to answer your question on an upcoming episode? Send in your listener question to questions at thedeependdesign.com or via Twitter using hashtag DGDC. Here are your hosts. Wes McDowell in Chicago. Mikhail Morrison in Salt... Seattle. (laughs) Salt Seattle. We're trying to get through this under the no mistakes, and we didn't get very far. (laughs) Oh, you should have kept Salt Seattle. I said Nick Lago from Hawaii. Oh, I mean Los Angeles. Uh, We all wish. Oh my gosh. Let's just let's just come up with fictitious locations now. (laughs) Where we we want to be. uh, We're we're getting that senioritis uh, holiday break coming. Thing I think so. I know. God dang. So, yeah. um, so I love it when graphic design makes the news. Last year we had the Starbucks cups. Um, and this year McDonald's wanted to get in on the controversy. I don't know if you guys, <laughs> I forwarded a little uh, article Everybody to you guys. Needs to watch this. Every <laughs> yeah. designer or anybody that works with brand <laughs> identity needs to watch this. <laughs> yes. So basically on the new McDonald's Christmas cups, it's got, uh, it's like a red cup with a pair of, oh, does do you have it? No, no you've got a, the Starbucks cup. I don't drink McDonald's coffee. I'm oh, just come on. It's actually We're, not that terrible, surprisingly. I heard. It's McCafe Nick. Get it. Get I'm sorry. It. I but, know. Um, so it's it's a red cup. It's a red cup with white mittens that are kind of put together in such a way that uh, people found out that if you draw little fingers on either side, on the thumbs, right? Yes, it was on, on the, the thumb part. Yeah, it pretty much just looks like someone spreading his ass cheeks apart. Yeah. <laughs> or hers. Or, or hers. Or hers. Yeah. We're, we're all Could be either here. way. Yeah. So there's yeah. all yeah, kinds Mc, of like. Donald McCafe went TNA this year. Exactly. Oh, did that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Twitter, uh, there's some funny comments on Twitter about Hilarious. It. Yeah. The designers going to be fired for that one for sure. Uh, yeah. So anyone I... who hasn't seen that, I highly recommend taking the ganders at it yourself. Just type Maybe in save McDonald's cups. Christmas cups. There'll be collector's <laughs> items. Yep. <laughs> yeah. One little Google search and you'll find it. There's a, a funny New York Times video just kind of showing exactly what we mean. But other than that, what's going on in your in your world, guys? Um, trying to wrap it up, man. I keep I, I keep thinking I'm gonna have a week off here sooner or later. But like, man, uh, things have been good. Uh, school's done, but then like uh, I went into full fresh books estimate crazy mode the last week, so. I've been pushing out a lot of good stuff. So I'm hoping, really hoping for some good new business to kind of come through on a few of these uh, prospects and um, things are great. How about you guys, man? Getting ready to shut down for a while? I mean, not shut down. I'm in the, I'm in the midst of the, can we, can we complete this by the new year? Can we complete this by the yeah. new year? Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm head, head first into one really big project and, uh, you know, I've got a few other things 
kind of in the, the beginning stages as well. So, yeah, it's it's. I don't think there's going to be any slowing down this holiday season. No, for, uh, it's busy. I mean, I always I always laugh in a little bit of an angry way on the other end of email requests like this because you're just going, oh, sure, no, I don't need to celebrate Christmas. <laughs> oh, it's fine. I don't have a family at all. Yeah, yeah. It's not. It's not like it's your birthday, Mikkel. It's it's baby Jesus. Oh no, birthday. no, 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 no. Yeah, I let me let me uh, let me work nights to make mm-hmm. that happen for you. <laughs> But you know what I'm finding though is as as ambitious as clients are, there is that two or three days a week or two before Christmas where reality sinks in for everybody. And I've noticed like oh, now all of a sudden it's like let's just wait till uh, January one. So mm-hmm. like uh, sure. yeah, people get to realize that nothing's really going to happen that week. And so I'm just getting ready to take advantage of it when that green light goes on. I think that's my or the red light comes on. I should say because it is yeah it's been nonstop. And I yeah. think just having um, it's I guess we got to be a little more accustomed to when our time off's going to be. Can't really plan it right now, you know. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, every, everybody goes into full blown slacker mode mm-hmm. this time of year. It's just like it's nothing but office Christmas parties and mm-hmm. you know, all that kind of stuff. So nice. Yeah. It's a nice time e- to take a little bit of a break, you know. <laughs> yeah. Did either of you guys do a Christmas card for like clients and stuff? I did not this year. No. Yeah. I dropped the ball this well, year. Too. I have um, some good – for some, for most, I suppose, I have friendship in addition to the work relationship. So I just yeah. lump some what I would send out for to family and friends, and I add some client recipients in, in the mix. That's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah, because you want to be it's, – it's like you're treating them more like friends and family than clients at that point. Yeah, I, that's if, not really if, the intent. I just don't want to spend the extra money. I know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I want well, I always remember I make a point on like uh, Halloween to say start thinking about a card and I totally yes. dropped this year. One thing I did oh, do Oh, do you just, typically do separate? Oh yeah. I make a I make Good a holiday card business oriented and just didn't get around to it this year. Um the one thing I did in and I did this quite in advance but for a few clients that we did really amazing branding for um and a series of logos, we made uh, enamel pins of their new logos cool. and gave and sent them 100 and man, they, that's what a, great a idea. cool idea because they're posting them everywhere. So like, oh, it's, cool. good, it's good shout out. It's good. You know, it's, they're saying our and they can sh- share ago, it with everybody know. within yeah. In, internally. Yeah. And they get to give it as a, I said, encourage them, give it as a gift to, you know, give it to, to customers, whatever it is. And they're just, it's so, I, I wanted to just try them. I see everyone's making these damn things and I found a cool. vendor and we, we got a, had a great price and everything. Um, but good. just a, a win, cool little, win. A little shout out to do for them, you know, as a neat little gift. That's a good idea. It's an awesome idea. Yeah. Especially for a logo client. Just give them their new logo on branding items like that. That's awesome. Yeah. It's a good feeling. For a a really good client, I guess you just give them a a customized McDonald's coffee cup. Yeah. You know? With a full on (laughs) ass of it. Exactly. (laughs) Why would you not play it a little risque? Just for shits and giggles. Yeah, just to oh. make them feel like part of the family, you know? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. But you know who else is going to make you feel part of the family? And that's Videoblocks. Um, Videoblocks is an affordable, subscription-based stock media site. And you get unlimited access to premium stock footage. And they also have a sister site called Audioblocks, where it's kind of the same idea, unlimited access to premium stock audio. So you kind of get the best of both worlds there. Uh, and it's great value with the unlimited download model, you know, unlimited daily downloads. They've got over 115,000 video clips, After Effects templates, motion backgrounds, and more. 
Mm -hmm. And Audioblox has even more than that, uh, music tracks, sound effects, loops, all that kind of good stuff. If you're doing YouTube videos for clients and you want some of that, you know, commercial free or, you know, unrestricted licensing. Yeah. Uh, background music for that. It's perfect. Um, you know, and so they've got a great variety of time-lapse aerials, U.S. international locations, which is huge to really show uh, localities. Mm-hmm. Videos, it's fantastic. And they're always adding new stuff to the library so it stays fresh. And again, it's unrestricted licensing, so you'll never get sued um, yeah. for using anything even after your subscription is over. It's great. Who wants to be sued? I know. That's Not my, us. That's my New Year's resolution for 2017. I always wonder no about lawsuits. the team members or the one, <laughs> the one um, ho-hum individual that goes around and audits to ensure that nobody is. That would suck. Yeah. <laughs> Who yeah. has that job? Someone who's, I'm sure, really fun at Christmas parties. Yeah, and tell some yeah. great stories. Exactly. <laughs> I sat so, down with a new a new client and showed them the VideoBlocks website as a uh, a nice arm to everything we're doing for them. I I don't want to mark it up and make anything from this. We're already doing tons of work for them, but it was it was such a good reassurance to show them the site and what's available to use in their store and on video walls and unique things. So, and and the music was a whole other point too to to point out as well. So. I, I'm. I think it just enhances you as a designer by showing them that you can bring this on and you know of it. You know, yeah, it's totally cheap for a big business. So, yeah, good absolutely. stuff. Absolutely. And sorry, are you guys getting any like hammering in the background? The construction's still going on in my building. No, That's good. I don't hear anything. Uh-huh. All right, good. Glad to hear it. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> VideoBlocks is offering our listeners a year subscription to both VideoBlocks and AudioBlocks, and it's only 149 bucks for the year. Um, for access to like so many free included things. That's amazing. Um, so it's a hundred dollars off the usual price tag for our listeners only. Um, so get video and audio files for any project you may be working on or have planned for the future. Uh, just go to videoblocks.com slash deep 2016. That's videoblocks.com slash deep 2016 for the discount. All right, cool. So, since we're coming up to 2017, what better way to end the year than to kind of do <laughs> some predictions for what's yeah. coming? Into, we get out our designer crystal ball here, and um, <laughs> we're planning we're planning on this being a two parter. So this week we're going to talk about graphic design trends for 2017. Um, we're going to talk pretty much everything that can be used for all, any type of graphic design, including web, possibly. And Nick also has some kind of more business trends, which is good for, for the freelancers cool. of us. Um, and then next week, we're going to plan on talking about more specific web design trends. And that's where I'm, I'm excited about that one more so than this yeah. one. But, yeah. But this one will be fun, too. It's always good to see what's been happening, what we can expect to see more of, all that good stuff. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And let me know if that it, sound becomes a problem. That we hear. We can hear that. Now you hear. All right. <laughs> So I'm going to mute myself. So Nick, you want to, or Mikkel, sure. do you guys want to go first? Mikkel, sure. you want to go? All right. Sure. Go for it. Okay. So the first one that I've got is use of negative space. And it's that whole less is more approach that continues to be a trend year after year, it seems. Mm-hmm. Um, but this doesn't have to be 
just um, white padding, like a lot of vacancy with respect to white necessarily. You can do this with blocks of color as well to really beautify. And I oftentimes love to experiment with negative space um, by making typefaces small and really character spaced out and utilize all caps Mm -hmm. styling to really make it like a clean polished approach while utilizing big regions of color or white areas simultaneously. So there's a lot of really elegant ways to approach this. Um, I just mainly wanted to point out with this for negative space, particularly that it does not mean you can't um, get away with really bold color tones that can Mm -hmm. also be utilized as some really beautiful negative space. Yeah. It doesn't have to be just white. And it's uh, right. I, and it's I, not I, gradient or shadowing mm-hmm. or subtle textures in there. It's just straight up flat toning. Mm-hmm. I noticed too when I was pulling a bunch of stuff from a for a mood board, and the 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 look was in that minimal, classy, uh, sophisticated look without being too crazy in Whimsy, scripts and all yeah. that. Yeah, ninety percent of the things I found were just kind of what you explained, where it's kind of like all caps, all caps. spread out, and yeah. then. Sometimes it's bold facing, sometimes it's thin, but it can be accomplished so clean when it's overlaying just blocks of solid fill. Yeah, you know, exactly. And I think one, one point would be if you want to pursue this for with a client, what I found is when you just show it to them blank, they're going to be like, Oh no, um, we, we, that's way too empty and whatever. Show them examples. Within a whole layout schematic. Yes. What, and, or show them uh, other research and stuff you have found by Google search and whatever and showing them, isn't this the look you want? To legitimize the modern. you have to show them that. Otherwise, they're, they're, they want to just fill in. They're like, wait, we have all that space. Do you need they 18 blocks of They won't know unless they're, show, <laughs> unless they're given the proof. Right. Yeah. So you got to show them a few examples. Yeah. And then they'll get it because then they'll be like, yeah, that's. And everyone wants, you know, how many times does, does a client examples say of some pretty reputable brands that utilize these trends Just don't is use really Apple. helpful too. Don't use rather Apple than because they're too minimal and they are the only people that get away with that packaging. I used to. I'm so done. Like, I can't do it anymore. Apple as a reference yeah. guide. I'm so done with it. And every client asks that. So you just got to say, show them the other stuff. There's a million examples out there to show yes. how you can just as classy and startup what, and large organization wise. Yeah. Yeah. And I see it on web. I see it everywhere. Um, it's a trend that's like, it's, I mean, it's on billboards now. I've seen billboards where it's like yeah. 90% of it is a solid color and you're like, right. And, wow, and wouldn't but, you say yes, oftentimes of, it's just the one hashtag sitting on a big ass block of color. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, it's really effective. I think Driving it's gorgeous. The point yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Ha- hashtags what the kids like. <laughs> Got it. So, so just to fill you guys in, I'm going to be like, I may have to be silent for a bit. Like this, this noise is really obnoxious. Should we do me. ours and then maybe save yours for the end? Possibly. There? I mean, I, I'll, I'll, it seems to quiet it down now, yeah. but like I can chime in every now and then. But perfect. Yeah. Do you want to go next, Wes, while it's a little bit quiet? Take advantage. I? <laughs> if, I can, if I can get this one out real quick. Okay. So okay. the first one I have is material design. So I started hearing about this a couple of years ago, but I feel like it's really finding its way into other things other than just web at this point. Mm -hmm. So you guys know material design, right? For anyone who doesn't, it's basically just, it's really like, because before this, we saw a lot of flat design. No, Mm -hmm. 
no texture, no shading, nothing, just solid colors on solid colors. Well, Google came out with Material Design a couple years ago as a way to really streamline uh, Android, the, the kind of the style guide, the look for Android products, where we yeah. started seeing it's basically flat design with very subtle use of shading, texture sometimes. Um, and it was really interesting to see how they kind of came up with this. Google literally, like, they started cutting things out of paper. Yeah, I saw that. It, and they would layer it on top to see how shadows worked around it, like how it would look. Um, you know, no, nothing, they're not working with any kind of 3D shapes. It's all flat. Mm-hmm. But it's like flat on flat so that you get a little bit of that kind of 2D shadow coming off of it. And, again, and I think their their whole idea was that it's showing depth, especially like you say, where there's an overlap and an overlay. And it, right. it's all in UI, right? It's kind of helping you guide you through a navigation. Right. In a way, yeah. And they, they, I think they were just sick of the whole flat was just getting too flat. And they wanted exactly. to come up with some over-encompassing um, visual strategy they could use for all their products. And the idea was that other third-party developers could use the same look with their app. So it would kind of yeah. very easily streamline in. Um, and now we're starting to see that in a lot of print material too. Like I've started seeing a lot of stuff that does look like it's been cut out of paper like that. Where yeah. it's, it's still got that flat look, but with a little bit of texture um, and a little bit of shadow just for a little bit more visual interest than if it were flat. Mm-hmm. So I think it's like a nice evolution of that flat. Cause we all yeah. commented on it and realized it lacks so much, it lacks it lacks the depth in it, and mm-hmm. this is a neat way of bringing it back without the going subtlety full to this approach. Mm-hmm. Though is pretty key. It, yeah, I mean, have you either of you done it? Have you used it in anything? I have. Good. Okay. Yeah, Not and a I ton. think I did without using without knowing it. You know, I think I <laughs> yeah. never really had a word for it, but um, yeah. I've always kind of gravitated toward really s- subtle gradients mm-hmm. in almost everything. I just think it. I don't know. I, I I've never been super keen on the flat colors. Well, even too, have you noticed too, in a lot of um, scripted or any logo type that has an overlap, I think what a lot of people do are new doing now is putting a bit of a drop shadow yeah. where lines would just usually cross. Now uh-huh. they just dark, have a little hint of a, of a drop shadow. And all of a sudden that thing looks multidimensional and it's the logo. Uh, it it, it kind of goes off of everything you were saying about the uh, material design trend mm-hmm. for sure. And, and it's work, I think it's creeping into every little area now, which is kind of cool. Yeah. And I think what we might be seeing even more of coming up is it becoming a little less flat even than it is now. I'm mm-hmm. thinking of um, really, um, what am I trying to say, like, like literally made out of paper. Yeah. I think, I think we're going to yeah. start seeing that kind of trend evolve That's more texture-based from a cra- like a true organic craft perspective. Right. Like there's, yeah. um, I follow someone on Instagram. I don't, I can't remember the name, but she sells her artwork on Etsy and it's basically, it's, it's paper, it's cut out paper art. Mm-hmm. Like, while that sounds like a kindergarten project, like it's really well done and it, it's got a really cool look and I can really see that becoming the next evolution of this material design. So cool. yeah, very neat. You heard it here first folks. I, I have it on my list. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, Nick, what do you got for us? So my first one, uh, again, like Wes said earlier, I'm taking a little spin here and wanted to look at what our industry of freelancing and particularly working solo 
are there trends and things that people are forecasting for next year? And in doing a lot of that research, I was so pleased to find that three really cool things, and all of them are very beneficial to us. And I think we need to hear and understand and know because things are changing for us and in a good way. And the first one is this whole idea that freelancing is no longer considered a subculture. Um, and that's so smart now because I was so glad to hear that. And I think as we all do our work, we kind of don't realize how big this animal of freelancing and working solo and starting our own things is really becoming. And we get that question so many times about when and how and who should you do it. Here's some great insight on it. This is the coolest thing I heard is that freelancing now is 35% uh, of the workforce in US, which is pretty wow. remarkable. And yes. freelancing is so becoming mainstream now. It's not this movement anymore. It's now considered standard. And that, and I and I I think we all can feel this, but you got to understand that it's it's growing so rapidly that we're getting more recognition. And I think it's people are going to have to kind of listen now to what this big group is saying and doing and what they need uh, in as far as uh, you know uh, insurance rates and uh, perks and things like that, especially at tax time. So. We're going to begin to see, I think, a little bit more of that recognition, not just from peers, but even from politicians and society, because we're growing and that has to be adaptable. Things have to change for them. Um, one of the things I thought was interesting was they're going to have to start listening to us and acknowledge that our needs are moving forward too, right? Hopefully, this will include all those better options and specifically, I don't know about you guys, but like with healthcare and other things that we are having to deal with and the rates and what's happening, if we are a bigger group, hopefully things will change for that. And so oh gosh, I really, whole discussion. I really, I know, I really want to be, think positive on that. As we grow, it's obviously going to happen. The other thing is kind of interesting too, is it's not that freelancers are up there shouting on the rooftops, like, look at us, be like us, you know, this is the best way. But what we're doing now is there's years of us simply just working and living our lives genuinely as full-time employers, employees, and others are seeing this and wanting to pursue it. I don't know about you guys, but I get asked all the time, like, man, I'm really seriously thinking about, you know, going out on my own. And this is in any, in any industry. Right, so not just creative. Yeah. Seeing that there's so many good examples out there. Mm -hmm. It's such a great thing. And if, and it's not that, like I said, we're out there kind of shouting it. We're just doing, and that's enough for people to see and understand, wow, maybe that's something I want to pursue and As look its at. own community. Yes. Exactly. And the last point on this one is that the U.S. freelance workforce, you know how much they estimated they made in freelancing last year? I bet it's so astounding. $1 trillion in freelancing. Well, and that's and up and from seven. And if they say that, that really means probably three trillion. Oh, yeah, exactly. I know they don't <laughs> want to make it. They don't want to make it too good. <laughs> that's, that's so true. But that's up from seven hundred billion. So what a huge uh, increase in the last year or two. So we we, I, I was kind of stunned at some of these numbers because we are in our own little bubble and we love what we do and hopefully we're keeping up with things and being successful, but. Thinking about what the whole business has done in general is so nice to hear. So definitely we are no longer in that subculture moving on to more of a standard and more of a movement. And so I couldn't be happier with that. We're not mole people in the, anymore living in the sewers. Oh, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Starving artists with, you know. <laughs>
All the hipsters listening are very upset by this. They thought they were the only ones. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, guys. <laughs> you all better get a job now if you want to be part of the <laughs> part pour, of pour another over, you know, pour over coffee and uh, you know, think about it. <laughs> right. <laughs> all right, Michelli, what do you got? Nick, that was a good one. Um, <laughs> my next is use of hand and or script written typefacing and um the pairings um, of typography as a whole mm-hmm. with with the hand script written font types. So one of the reasons I wanted to take on this trend is because you're seeing it so much with the holiday cards, right? Yeah. Any any yeah. holiday decor, in fact, I'm seeing it w- when I browse through the West Elm or Pottery Barn catalogs even for yeah. wall decor. Those bastards. <laughs> no. Even, on, <laughs> even for mugs and um, – tapestries and stuff it's really interesting so hopefully i do an okay job explaining this a really good example of this is when you've got say a beautiful serif font in all caps right and it's spaced Mm -hmm. out and then in the middle you've got an article phrasing like and or for or with that is sort of slanted in a script like sexy Mm -hmm. romantic font Mm -hmm. To balance out a little bit of masculinity with the all caps typefacing and then bring upon some feminine design approach alongside with it. It, This can be so beautifully done. I think I had in mind to utilize this for our family um, holiday greeting card this season and it just ended up not working out with the space. But this can be so beautifully done. And in fact, this is oftentimes brought to the next level with watercolor fonts now that you see mm-hmm. a whole lot yeah they're being paired they're being paired um with sans serif and serif fonts for that mm-hmm. but it has to be really carefully done because otherwise this can look chaotic mm-hmm. yeah and, and um, it has to be readable especially and when it you has get to be that, legible that watercolor so yeah, there's no wonder there's that. a balance with the pairing mm-hmm. between the two yeah. And oftentimes with these um, script fonts, a lot of them, I mean, if you go to Google fonts and you start browsing their selection, their collection selection, you start seeing that there's a lot of script handwritten font types that really are masculine too. Mm-hmm. It's not, there's, it's not mm-hmm. to be assumed that all these are whimsical and um, pl- playful in a more of a feminine approach. Mm-hmm. There's like one that I'm thinking of right now called rock salt, and then another called permanent marker that yeah. are really cool, actually. Mm-hmm. They're really cool, actually, them, yeah. and they're more massive. Do you? Yeah, I've been working yeah. with some of those too, or playing with them. They're not maybe necessarily approved and brought to the next level, but they're considered for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you guys been using a type kit at all in the Adobe Creative Suite? No, I haven't been. You know, it's no. all free. Like, yeah, I've heard. Literally, this. you're paying for it already. With your subscription, with but the cloud subscription, I totally. But how do you do that I, with I, clients? Like, aren't all your client sites then using your subscription at that point? No, I mean, like, um, what in most of the cases for, for I'm comping. using it for comping, yeah, and oh, for okay. logo design and things like that. Um, when it comes, and that's really where I'm using it the most because I have my fonts that I use specifically for, let's say, body copy and 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 being, I don't have to do much on the web. That that I don't live there with a lot of our designs. So um, I've been using it religiously, and it's insane. You just click on it in the assets in the Adobe Creative Cloud thing in your toolbar, and it brings you to a site. And the beautiful thing about it is you can 
basically narrow it down. You say, I need decorative, narrow, and I want thick and thin, or I want uniline. And it gives you, it breaks it down, and then you hit sync, boom, they're right in your, they're in your library. And you go right to your AI or your Photoshop, and you've got the fonts ready to go and use. Oh, cool. So it, it, uh, okay. one of those things, it, until Adobe Max, man, I had no clue what that was even about. I thought it was, oh, they want you to buy. And I'd say 10 to 15% on there are purchasable, but 90% of what's in there is part of your plan. And you are you already have them. Basically, you own them. So Okay, I may need to follow up bit. with you again about the accessibility yeah. of this stuff. That's it's really so, great. That's yeah. so cool really to absolutely not miss out on and take advantage on of scripts because you, you were saying scripts have to have this personality and, and we have so many to choose from. So when you do need one, a little more masculine, right. And you put, you put in your, let's say, you know, the name that you need to, to type in that word yeah. you put it in there and you get a preview. I um, specifically definitely. mentioned Google web fonts because, uh, I mean, Wes and I do so much web exactly. design, so it has to be compatible for live yeah. HTML purposes, I gotcha. but, right. but, um, but absolutely. Um, but if it's just art and maybe it's something but if it's you just, just art and you're working with, yeah. yes, right. yeah. give it a shot. I think we need to do a whole episode coming up, like just kind of devoted to fonts. Typography. Interesting, like tips and tricks I agree. For fonts That'd be cool. I got a few. Yeah. Nice. All right. Oh, is it me? Yes. Am I up? Okay, cool. So the next one I have is uh, I'm calling it Type as Hero. So basically I've been noticing a lot, and this is kind of what you guys were talking about, where you're seeing a billboard that's mostly just a solid color with one mm -hmm. big phrase on it. But what I'm talking about is where the text is really big, like just mm -hmm. oversize, makes a statement. Sometimes it's overlaid over an image. Sometimes it's not. But the, the whole idea is just that it's, it's there. It's in your face. It's huge. Um, mm -hmm. And I'm seeing it. You're seeing it more on websites. Now you're also seeing it like on posters, billboards, even packaging. Yeah, exactly. Seeing that a lot. The Whole and, Foods packaging zone. Yep. <laughs> it's all yeah. over there. <laughs> and one cool variant, too, I saw, and I've noticed um, this kind of also applies to logo, like really simple logos. Like mm -hmm. um, there's, I saw Nike. God, what was it? It was some kind of a, some kind of Nike collateral. I don't know if it was internal or if it was a, a catalog or what, but it basically just the Nike swoosh was like the entire cover, like mm -hmm. over an image. Um, this is, I've just seen a lot of this lately i think it's direct and to the point i mean yeah. how many times do you like you're like you have so many things competing on a cover or something for particularly like a billboard for mm -hmm. attention and i think what people are realizing is just say the freaking word <laughs> just yeah. you know and and maybe take it to a degree of having like you said fill it with something or whatever but god it's like it gets the it gets to the point it's as simple as and then yeah. it, that Sometimes that requires just even better, clever copywriting because of uh, maybe it's a headline or maybe it's something really right. marketing savvy. But yeah, I'm seeing that everywhere. I yeah. mean, and this, look this at, really works um, if it's um, if it's a really succinct headline. It does not work if you have a whole sentence. You no, I mean, exactly. like it has to be like two words or something. If you look at um, McDonald's yeah, every really day. Simplistic. Look at McDonald's everyday packaging, their bags, their cups, and everything. It's exactly that. It is huge blocks, yeah. and then it's stacked. Those too. mittens were huge. I know. <laughs> on the cup. <laughs> but look like at I their everyday. Their everyday stuff. I think it was just recently designed. <laughs> I'm sure we can find something even there looking at oh the my text gosh. ones. I only. hope that all listeners 
that are working and listening to this episode, hit yeah. pause to go check it out. Please do. Yeah. It's, Please watch it at work and bring your boss over. And <laughs> yeah. Look at this. Look at this. Yeah. It's a good thing to to bring up. Like instead of paying attention to sexual harassment training, they make you go through. Just oh yeah. Just watch no this. Make everyone watch it with oh, you. It's my fine. Gosh. Hashtag fired. <laughs> I was in tears a little bit. <laughs> It's All definitely right. worth getting fired over, I would say. <laughs> then you can join us in being freelancers and solopreneurs. Yes. There you go. Because yeah, it's all go. good. <laughs> Who needs me? <laughs> but that's kind of all I had to say about the big type. It's not like an exciting trend. It's just something I've I got been seeing a lot of, and I think we're going to continue. Yeah, manifesto. Big. Go big. Exactly. Gotcha. Or go all hard. right. My next one. Uh, the potential continues to grow for freelancers and their earnings, um, which I think is just equals to the point that we get to control how good, how much, how little we are working on. And with us being in control a little bit more than a typical salary, the the potential there kind of leans towards you being able to be unlimited with what you do. This was a funny fact, and I, I don't know if I totally agree with it or it didn't happen with me and you guys tell me, but the majority of freelancers who left a full-time job and keep in mind, this is all industries, not just our world. Um, they found that they made more in freelancing in their first year than they did with their last employee uh, salary. I can't say that. <laughs> well, here's the caveat to that. I think it's misleading because you feel like you're making more, but then you got to pay a shit ton in taxes at True. the end of the year. So, True. Yeah. Uh, and, there's qual- and there's quality of life and there's all those other things that add up to how fulfilled you are and everything. But the the point is that in most cases, people are making the same, if not more, than what they left. Um, in my situation, it took it took a lot longer than I, it took at least two to three years before we were we were talking anything close to where we were when I was full time. But it's just it's good incentive, right? People are gaining experience and they see how valuable their skills are. So we are now as as these freelancers realizing that and how many times have we talked about us being more than just a designer to the clients we are finding these bundles of valuable skills and we're putting them together and we're more confident with our rates so as we get more in demand as we bring in more value and we can say hey i can also do the copywriting i can also shoot a a, a photography for you whatever it is we can we're more valuable and our rates go up and clients are finally realizing that this platform of freelancing is not just to hire cheap work. I think when you think about in the past, uh, I know when I was at a full-time gig and we hired freelancers, it was tr- truly because we were just had our budgets were what just yeah. out of whack, and we were yeah. like, independent practice don't have the overhead. Exactly. Yeah. You know, it's a shame that you got to let you when you had to lay off someone yeah. and a team, and then you bring in a team of freelancers, and you're like, we're doing it because it's cheap. It's not, that's Don't not the you way. I think what speaks volumes about this very trend that you're speaking mm-hmm. of right now, Nick, is yeah. LinkedIn Profinder. I, I, I'm, I, I guess so. I, 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 that would not exist if it were not oh for God. this. Oh, God. No, what, not what at all. What is that, Mikkel? I don't, I don't know that. It, it is when you enable your LinkedIn profile to be accessible for those within your immediate um, general location greater mm-hmm. Seattle area for me, that is, to um, make requests from business owners like me to um, prepare a proposal bid for the mm-hmm. work that they're seeking. 
It's a great okay. network of kind of finding work, people connecting a business with a guru or a specialist in a way. And you're right, because the whole point of this is being a specialist and not just a hired hand for yeah. uh, three days. No, we want right. longer term. We want partnership. Yeah, oftentimes so, these requests yeah. are ongoing, which is more money and our state stability for us, which is, you know, definitely more encouraging, but also yeah. haven't you found with this trend, the, the client and, or, you know, potential client, maybe you haven't caught mm-hmm. the gig yet. They want that undivided handholding attention. Yes. Anyway, you don't get that with a creative agency as much. You're right. They want to work one-on-one on one with one. you. Yeah, you're right. You're totally right. And, and I think let's look at it. If it's been on the uprise for the last 10 years and people are actually finding the benefit of it, all of a sudden, this, like we said, it becomes more the normal. We hire right. freelancers. I know. And, yes. and also, too, how many times have we talked to, like, freelancing is maybe the when we talk about being consultant, that sounds so much better. So no, are we. I stand the word freelance. I know. Are we upgrading? I think we're upgrading there, too. Even where those that I know that respect that. me so much saying, oh, are you still freelancing? I know. And I, I try not yeah. to use it in any way. And. Yeah. I've, I'm particular I've, about it too. I've revamped everything to not be that. And now yeah. that we, you know, we have two people kind of full time in a way, it, it feels like we're a company, but I'm, we're still off and running and young. So yeah. the coolest thing, what this is, is also with this whole idea of how our potential grows, where we're learning too, is we're more profitable to business agencies and business owners because we have a network and we can tap into Look at this. We're a podcast where there's many of them out there in this world. There are social media. There are forums where people can collaborate. And I can ask you, how do you bill? How do you plan your day? What's your discovery zone like? We can work and learn from each other. And all of a sudden, businesses profit from that value because we're getting insight from we want to share. And and what other area? That's not happening really anywhere else. If you're a full-time gig, you're pl- clocking in, clocking out. You're not going on on places to kind of talk about, uh, you know, what you learned and what advantage you you can help with other people. So we are a network, and that is helping us look really great. And the last point on this one is startups. Startups want to go to freelancers, and they have to in some ways. They can't afford to have the full-time people on there. So they're hiring these experienced and diverse freelancers, and it's allowing them to try different things quickly and efficiently. So we can charge and be valued even greater by them because they need you more. Um, they, they have no other alternative sometimes than to go to a specialist and, and, and that's your chance to build something really great with them. So hopefully I think this shows that your value and the potential to grow in here is obviously 100% up to you, but there are great ways to take advantage of it and really be, and really be better each year. So uh, I'm so happy to hear that as well. Good stuff. Yeah, it's good to this know. This is we're so great. I love how this episode is going because typically with the trend episodes, we don't have this perspective. Um, okay. I I want this to always be the case ongoing for these trends. Yeah. I think it's great. Yeah, I know it's hard because I, I was thirsty for this. I didn't. I, when it comes to trends and stuff, it's like I think we we all look at that on a daily basis and and. Yeah. In, in, it's a part of the discovery in, phase before you hit the canvas board. Yeah, the influence. But yeah. um, you know, 
we're trying to find out new and interesting things about what we do and how we do it. So there was tons of information out there. I can't believe how many studies were done last year to tell us how good 2017 is going to be for our industry. So mm-hmm. cool. it's being done. Well, don't spill them. Don't spill them all out. This episode nope. keeps some in your pocket. <laughs> yeah. Put them on a all slow right. drip throughout the year. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> all right. Kel, what do you all got? Right. Uh, my next one is, I made up the term. Hopefully everybody knows what this means. Wait, so you're you're creating this trend right now. What is it? You're such I've a trendsetter. So much. I didn't read it um, about Paul it. Paul Gardner, just, we got I a new come trend. across it a lot. <laughs> and I absolutely know that I've incorporated this to my um, concepts myself. I call it stair-stepping layout. And whenever I explain this term to um, clientele, I know they know what I'm speaking of. So it's the only way that I can really like indicate the, the visual. Um <laughs> you see this a lot both on websites, homepage, landing pages, of course. Not only that, but you start seeing a lot of it with email campaign yeah. design layouts. And so I'm going to get a little, a little. I'm going to sound like a total chick when I start to call out <laughs> these examples, but just bear with me. <laughs> so J. Crew, Lululemon, and Banana Republic do this very well and all the time with their email campaigns. And what it is, is it's basically, it almost looks layer-esque. You've got block of text to the right or left, and then you've got the imagery right or left. And it's not flooding anything. It's got, it's floating in space. Mm-hmm. The imagery is, that is. And so sometimes there's a little bit of overlap with the um, the text over a light polished color fill that's over the imagery. And then it just stair steps and to, for balance, for balancing down the page mm-hmm. as, as the user scrolls. Does it make sense how I just explained that? Yeah. It's kind yeah. of forcing the eye to. So to not just read like a newspaper to just gotcha. toggle back and forth in a ba- in a balanced fashion. Oh, okay. Text block Clever. imagery, text block imagery, text block imagery. Mm-hmm. Right. And it doesn't go um, in in a in a row necessarily, like just um, perpendicular, like symmetrically all the way down. It's kind of scattered and then scattered. So maybe there's a better way of explaining this. When in my mind, what's stair stepping? Maybe it's more of a. It's all block related, right? So it's kind of like picture, copy block, picture. Is that what you're saying? And yeah, it's, but and it's staggered. Consistently yes. throughout. A little random, right? As you, it is somewhat randomized, mm-hmm. but it's organized yes. at the same time. Yes. And I really love this for, and this is why it's worked so well with um, email templates, is because oftentimes there's a bit of content. And you're scrolling down and down and down mm-hmm. and down the page. And you've mm-hmm. got what? Well, I think it's 568 now, but 600 width max to work with. Mm-hmm. 600 pixels. That's not much. So it's a way to just kind of in a skinny, yeah, yeah. skinny manner, display your content. I, I just kind of sketched out an idea. I'm building some case studies on my website. I think that was the one thing I, I was, that was on my, the last thing on my to-do list for this year of like all the things I have to do for myself. And um, I kind of took that same approach and I cool. found a really cool uh, photo rhythmic. gallery setting that works and man, it looks, it, it's such a nice storytelling thing as it goes down and you get to put little copy blocks of like what I did was I put the challenge and then there's a few p- sketches 
uh, pictures really blocked nicely. And then it says result and then um, quote from a client. So it's like a nice little staggered thing. Like you, just like you mentioned, yeah. I didn't even know I, I was on trend. Better. Yeah, totally. It's in. <laughs> According it's to Mikkel. I'm so on trend. Stair-stepping method by Mikkel Morrison. Nice. <laughs> it's going to be a new uh, WordPress theme. <laughs> it'll, it'll be in it all the trend reports be. this year. <laughs> I love it. All right. That's great. Cool. So um, while there seems to be a break in the construction upstairs, I'll go ahead real quick. <laughs> uh, this last one uh, is called Chaos. So basically not all trends are great. And this is one of the not so good ones. Um, I'm not saying that anyone should do this. I'm just saying I've been seeing a lot of it. Uh, yeah. Chaos is basically, you know, when you see a, it's a lot of gig posters are kind of doing this and it's kind of spilling over into other elements. And it's just, it's just what the name sounds like. It's just letter forms in not a very um, well thought out manner. They're not placed in a way that is easy to read there's letters here and there and here and there images here and there um it's it's about as ugly as it sounds but i've been seeing <laughs> i've been seeing it come around lately and hopefully hopefully this will be the the year that it ends that'd be nice <laughs> i mean I, can, I guess there might be a place for it somewhere but it's certainly not um in client centric design that tries to kind of sell sell something because it's Mm -hmm. the the hallmark of the chaos design is that it's just kind of illegible yeah i i feel there's a place for it and maybe things like apparel and like kind of where where messaging does isn't really so important it's more of a a a vibe yeah yeah, an emotion in a way and it'll always be there in that world but like God, when you have to use it to actually communicate, it, I, I haven't seen really good examples of it. Uh, it always is a little confusing to me, you know? And I think that's the point. Um, yeah. Yeah, like you said, I think in certain like retail in-store displays, it might might be kind of cool. It's when lifestyle. It's, when it's more like, yeah. lifestyle art kind of thing. But mm-hmm. I would never, ever advocate it on a website because just knowing what I know about user experience and all that, it's yeah. just going to get in the way. Um, yeah, and that's kind of how cl- I approach most. Yeah, that's how I approach most things. Just because I primarily work ninety nine percent of the time in web, so um, mm-hmm. yeah, take which take with that and do with what which you will, <laughs> I guess. So <laughs> it's up to us. It's up exactly. to us. Exactly. Yeah. Got to protest. <laughs> <laughs> my uh, my last one is uh, a cool one too, and I think we're a prime example of this. That freelancers are collaborating beyond just sharing information they're actually finding ways to integrate and work together um it turns out that not all not all freelancers really are working solo what happens is many enjoy this benefit of collaborating kind of together and joining fellow freelancers on bigger projects so when you've got something that on your own you feel is completely unattainable what you do is you collaborate and it's not it might not just be with another designer it could be uh, an example is when uh, a project manager and a manufacturing expert in China got together and created a toy line and did this for a big client that not one of us would be able to go to individually and be reputable. But as a team, no one questioned the fact that we all were solo entrepreneurs and we didn't even have a, a major a, a company name. 
it wasn't even looked at as different like that. And I, I was so happy to see that that allowed us to join forces and become stronger than I think we could be, you know, individually. This gives you kind of that chance to be obviously looking at to bigger projects, things that are uh, bigger pitches, bigger clients that are maybe on your dream list. And we see these freelancers building not what is considered an agency, but these co-ops. And I think we hear co-op is like kind of the new term. And it's basically a customized mix of putting these people together to create meaningful work for someone that they couldn't do on their own. So um, as we work in more shared spaces and we do things like this, look at look at what we do on a monthly basis. You know, it's it's this really interesting way of saying I could do my own thing. But as I need to, I can be as flexible, big, small as I need because we yeah. can talk and work together. So think of that as a way of you, if you need that push to get to the next level or you're like, I'm ready for bigger and better clients, how do you partner with someone? Who do you find to say, if I bring this person on board and we collaborate and we don't have to do anything truly like legal and become an entity, but you become this custom thing and it really works for the client's benefit as well, because man, they're getting, every time you add a person, you're getting, you're multiplying that experience. More, more sets of eyes yeah, to see the, yeah. the project through. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. sometimes you just don't see the, the stuff when you're so attached to it and yeah. are controlling the project. And anytime you wanted to collaborate, businesses want to collaborate, there is so much red tape to legally and this and who's on char- who's in charge and it's it just becomes a, another big cluster so we are so much more nimble to be able to do this and um uh, i've had great ex- success with this and i'm trying to do i'm almost trying to do this religiously now with projects it's a lot of juggling but man it's the only way i feel to take those leaps to where you want to be as a business you know so that's that's it for my little freelance. Nice, I liked yours. <laughs> it's good to join forces right. and exactly. mm-hmm. particularly to find people who kind of fill in your blind spots. I think. Well, like you the know. copywriters brought on, right? And all, everyone, mm-hmm. like, look at that that advantage. And one of the best things I did was one of the coolest people I met was an architectural firm about four years ago, and we're on our fifth restaurant design because of our partnership. And anytime I have a lead. I bring their team in. And when they have a lead, they bring my team in and we partner. And now there's this instant, if she has more of a conversation with the, with the client and they say, oh, we trust you now, bring in whoever you partner with. It's, a, it's almost like an instant yes for you. So really try and, and see, and this is a great thing to explore and play around with, you know, particularly for someone you really want to go after. Nice. Love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Cool. Well, that's our list for this week. So next week we've got the um, the web design trends, and we've got a listener question coming right up after we give a little love to our friends at FreshBooks. Fresh. <laughs> FreshBooks. Um, and today I've got I've got a little bit of a story for Fresh about FreshBooks. Um, do tell. Kind of telling about one of their main features and why I like it so mm-hmm. much. So basically, one of the things I love about FreshBooks is you can see if someone's even seen your invoice yet. So I had a, a client call probably two weeks ago, and we decided we're going to do strategy sessions for his website. Um, so we, we booked a time, and I sent him the invoice for that. And it's I've not heard back from him. Like, he hasn't really um, responded to the invite request. And yeah. he hasn't certainly hasn't paid his invoice. 
So I'm like, you know what? This is coming up on Tuesday. What's the deal? If I go in and see that he hasn't even looked at the invoice, I know I can just, I'm just going to reschedule or cancel this meeting because there's not even time for the money to come yet. <laughs> so, so today I was able to just go in and uh, see that he hadn't even looked at it, which mm-hmm. allowed me to just email him and saying, and said, uh, hey, I see you haven't even you know, looked at your invoice yet. Our meeting's on Tuesday. I'm going to have to free up some time in my schedule. So let me know if you want to pay it later. We can talk again later. Good. So, anyway, good to be able to have that information just mm-hmm. to know that it's yeah. been seen or not. It's um, ammo. Yeah. Snooping responsibly. <laughs> exactly. And if I really, and if I wanted to go after it, um, I kind of didn't want to go after it with this guy because mm-hmm. he, you know, a little bit you of know. a hand ringer. Like, mm-hmm. I just feel like maybe not the best client for me. So, but if I'd wanted to go after it, I could have sent a reminder. Um, it, allow, it allows it to go through the system so it doesn't look like you were hounding you, you manually, through FreshBooks, send the reminder? You can. You can. You I need either. to figure out how to do that. Yeah. It's very easy, actually. But you can, I think you just, um, yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, you can set it up automatically, or you can have it, uh, you can do it Manual manually at okay. time. Yeah. But we love it. We love FreshBooks for so many reasons. Um, just ease of use. Oh, my use. gosh. The list is endless. Yeah. And you can customize it to be branded with your logo, your colors. Just makes you look very professional. Um, like you deserve to be paid, basically. So mm-hmm. that's, that, that's a good way to look. There's um, a good new tagline. Exactly. <laughs> Fresh books. Look like you deserve to be paid. <laughs> right? It's if true. Listening, it's books. true. We look yeah. so good there. <laughs> and, um, so if you have any questions, FreshBooks award-winning customer service is super helpful and friendly, no attitude. And a real-life person usually answers in three rings or less. Or if Mikkel calls, they <laughs> apparently they pick up before she – The hotline. Once. It's just like the bat but, signal, like they know yeah. Mikkel's calling. They, 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 I had one <laughs> ring for the first Mikkel's time <laughs> this past week. <laughs> oh, no. They're slacking over there, huh? Took a whole I'm ring. just so impressed. Yeah. Whenever they send like requests for feedback after a call with one of their reps, I always take the time to send it. Of course. Yeah. If it's that good. It's like, guys, uh, you took a whole ring this time. I don't know. If, What's up? I don't know if we can talk you up on the podcast this week. <laughs> I know. I might just say, eh, you're, you're okay. <laughs> yeah. No. That, that cannot be further from the truth. We love FreshBooks. Exactly. Um, oh, so and we get one month free for our listeners. You don't even need a credit card to sign up, so put it in your damn wallet. Go to freshbooks.com slash deeply graphic and then enter deeply graphic in the how did you hear about a section. So once again, freshbooks.com slash deeply graphic. All right, cool. So um, we've got a listener question from Kevin Ortiz and I'm going to try to get through the whole thing without any kind of song <laughs> or anything going it's on. It's lengthy and totally great. Yeah. Well, yes. I, I shortened it a little bit. So here we go. Oh, wow. As you know, there are apps and websites available to everyone to help them design graphics, edit photos, set up websites, and arrange layouts. Do you think these platforms will progress to the point where anyone will be able to put together their own material and designer positions will become obsolete? If so, what are some ways you see designers being able to survive and thrive in that kind of world? Or am I being too anxious? I want to be able to enjoy working in a field where I know I can adapt easily when things are sure to change. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a very valid question. And I, this is a fear I kind of used to have as well, because it's, 
you know, you see things like, like Wix, like, oh, put together your own site for free in minutes. Yeah, you can absolutely do that. Um, the problem is there's going to be no strategy behind that website. It may look beautiful, and that's, that's where it's left. So mm-hmm. um, long story yeah, that's short, a good Kevin. Point. The strategy component to the project was just a huge, oftentimes more than half the battle. It's well, I mean, I'm of the school of thought and sorry, design. I mean, I come from a design background, but I'm starting to see more and more like the design isn't going to help your clients nearly as much as the strategy behind it will. Mm-hmm. This is might be yeah. a little different for graphic design. Um, when mm. we start talking yeah. about just printed materials, mm-hmm. those are things that just have to make a business look credible for the most part. Am I wrong in saying that? Or I mean, they still have to convey the right information. Well, also but, too, I let's let's be honest. These tools are uh, so limited in what you can actually do and design. Yeah. Um, they are not the free open canvas that a true designer can actually bring to the table. I always look at it this way: if someone, if Susie's knitting company needs to do a Facebook header, she can find an app on her phone and do it. Great, go ahead and do it. It's like that's not hopefully what the work we want to be doing. But if they don't know the difference that you as a human are actually customizing the image, customizing the fonts, doing some strategy and putting some thought and value into this to truly get a result, then let her, let them do it on these freebies. That's, that's fine. I don't think it'll ever truly be a threat to the professional world where it really will hit is anyone who's doing it as a hobby and trying to make money on it. Does that make? Do you guys agree? Yeah. I mean, like, the, it's, the you cannot replace idea. the you yeah, cannot but, replace the critical mind and the the creative mind, and it's right. just it's simple as that. Yeah, and I think, you, yeah, you may as we may as a design community lose out some jobs to these kinds of things. I mean, the same way we'd lose jobs out to things like Fiverr and Ninety Nine Designs. Exactly, um, but they'll come running back. Think of man. that client. Think of who, or maybe not. Maybe these are just clients who they have more of an idea than a business mm-hmm. and they don't have any money to spend. So I yep. think the thing to make yourself uh, more bulletproof in this world, I think is to elevate what you offer and mm-hmm. be, don't just offer logos. Don't just offer posters. I mean, when you're just offering the commodity, the thing, yeah, then you it can't will go really, somewhere else. They, they, yeah, they, they'll go find that cheaper. But if you can offer them um, more customers to make their business better through these different mediums, that's yeah, where you can development. shine. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I, I don't want anyone to fear this. Shift. Yeah. I don't want anyone to fear it as a potential threat down the road because it might be a, a young out of school starting it, starting it off person who thinks, wow, why would someone come to me when they can do these free things? sooner or later you're going to get advance yourselves to the point where that's those things aren't even an issue anymore. If someone's comp- if someone's comparing that to you, you they won't appreciate the value you bring. So just keep like you said Wes, bring to the table what they need in more than just a commodity. Don't just be the poster guy, don't just be a logo person. Think full scope. Let let a few of them go to it, man. I'll never forget the first time someone was like, I'm going to go with this thing on Fiverr or whatever it was. And I was like, feel free, you know? <laughs> and the stuff that when they showed me the PDF they got back, I mean, it was literally like clip art. 
icons and eight they i think they gave them close to like 200 options of fonts and i'm like okay so they didn't even take the time to narrow it down to you as a client say here's my top four so like design at mcdonald's like have it your way you know come on no way no way man don't don't fear this in any way i'm i like that he he is aware of this and and that's that's a truth it came up it's come up in every conference i've gone to in the last year or any panel discussion i've been a part of do not fear it it's it's not true creative as far as i'm concerned you know yep oh kevin hopefully that's encouraging response (laughs) extinct what I think I Kevin sent me a, a a cool little shot of something he was working on earlier last week. I, I've been in touch oh, yeah? with him, and he's got nothing to worry about. He's a true designer. He's got Good. nothing to worry. Right on. <laughs> well, that makes us feel better about that answer because yeah. yeah. If you sucked, you might say, "Yeah, uh, don't quit your day <laughs> yep. job." But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right, cool, Kevin. Hopefully that was helpful, and keep sending in those questions to questions at thedeependdesign.com. Um, and you know we love the audio ones, so just record yourself on an MP3 and email that in. Uh, or you can ask a really short question via Twitter using the hashtag DGDC. All right, where can people find you filthy animals online, Mikkel? <laughs> like it. Um, I can be found at mkmdesignco.com and mkmdesignco on Instagram. All right, Nick? Oh, I'm at uh, longodesigns.com on both web and on uh, Instagram, and I want to give a shout out because this for oh, yeah. this Monday, um, a fantastic buddy of mine, Joseph at um, gridsandgrits.com. It's a blog about restaurant design and restaurant branding. He did the coolest thing and featured my students and their final project on their blog and all of their work, and put everybody made a whole gallery of all of their work so if anyone wants to check it out it's at gridsandgrits.com and coming this monday he interviewed me on his podcast about the whole project as well and that'll be out on monday so so thankful for people who help out my students this way it's like a huge thing for them to be have their stuff out there and such a um fantastic thing that i appreciate so wanted to give that shout out love it and you're such a you're such a podcast horror bam i know (laughs) it's this mic on us (laughs) you got the good mic you got to use it you know it it works baby (laughs) all right cool well um yeah so stay tuned next time for the web design trends episode looking forward to that one and with that in mind keep designing catch us next time on the deeply graphic design cast